It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. And during the week, you can reach us, watch us, Fox Business Network, FBN. Name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday, it replays at 7. You want to see us at 4, you can't. Dial up your favorite uh, 9-year-old, and she'll teach you how to DVR the show. And here, you can live stream us on the Internet, LarryCudlowShow.com, LarryCudlowShow.com. Plays all across the country, around the world, throughout the solar system, including the Milky Way. So, we're going to do some stock market work. Roaring stock market. Roaring. And it continues to rise. The Dow is up 443 points in the holiday shortened week. The NASDAQ 125. The S&P 500 up 45 points. The S&P is 4559. 4559.34. And the Dow is 35,390. How about that? Big numbers. And we have Jim Urio, TJM Institutional Services and Chicago's leading restaurateur. And we have Jeff Kilberg, CEO of KKM Financial and Notre Dame's biggest booster. Gentlemen, welcome back. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Appreciate you your are. doing this. So, so I get, it's, what's gonna happen here? Kilberg's gonna probably take a bow. Is that what's going to happen here, Jim Urio? Kilbert's going to take a I'm bullish take bow? Deeper, I'm going to take a deeper bow than Kilbert, because although I was oh. not as good on the stock market <laughs> part, but I had gold and Bitcoin. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why, if you let me finish. We're going <laughs> right after We were going 100 last time we were on, for cripes' sake. Yeah, no, and I said gold and Bitcoin. What's happened to those two things? They've outperformed the stock market. Yes, I was wrong in the stock market, and you were right. Please continue, Jeff. I couldn't hear you. Can you say it again? Yeah, I said that gold and Bitcoin, which were two of my three picks, have uh, pretty much exploded. So Bitcoin, that? Bitcoin, uh, yeah, thirty-seven thousand seven forty-six. Bitcoin year to date is one hundred twenty-eight point two percent. All right, how about those apples? And, and no. my thesis on that, you know, like every time I, I go on a show, like, you know, what's the thesis? And they expect some complicated thing. No, it's not very complicated at all. When BlackRock gets into something, I kind of want to ride their coattails. It's broader adoption. Of Bitcoin. I barely even know what Bitcoin is, as I've said a million times. But if the big boys are getting up behind it, then I kind of want to be on that team. All right. Dow's up 6.8% year to date. And the S&P 500 is up 18.7% year to date. And the NASDAQ is 36.2% year to date. All right, Jeff Kilberg, you're on. Well, I'm not going to take a victory lap, uh, Larry, but I do appreciate the little hat tip. But for those uh, listeners out there, Jimmy Yuri and I have been elbowing each other for decades now. We are very good friends, but we do like ripping on each other. But I was right, so I will appreciate that. You guys are giving me a little hat tip on that. But let's look at the VIX. The VIX is at 12.5, Larry. It's one of the biggest drops we've seen in the VIX. And this is all due to the fact that after a really rough August, September, October, the month of November, we're on a four-week run here. And we're seeing the markets revert back to where they were because a lot of the money that we talked about was sitting on the sidelines. And we have seen earnings better than expected. So there's a lot of different components in here which are overcoming all the headwinds which we've seen. But with the VIX at 12.5, the S&P 500 at 4,600, it looks like 
Santa Claus is going to have the rally after all in the month of December. Interest rates um, kind of flat up a tad. Ten year, four forty seven. The three month T bill, however, is five thirty nine. So you have a very inverted yield curve, which often spells recession. In fact, the three month bill to the ten year note, uh, when that inverts, it is virtually, I think, historically since World War II. Anyway, almost spells recession. So Jeff Kilberg, stocks are not saying recession. Stocks look ahead by six to nine months, classically, typically. So Correct. there's a disconnect here. I don't know what, the, I don't know who's right and who's wrong, but there's a disconnect. There is, but I'm going to go back to where I cut my teeth in the markets, which was the 30-year futures bond pit in Chicago, the Chicago Board of Trade. And to your point exactly, Larry, what did we see in October when we really saw markets, equity markets moving lower? It was the pain. It was the doom and the gloom. And it was Fed Chairman Powell talking about raising rates more. Well, the markets for about a week after that Fed meeting in October believed him. We saw the 10-year note go above 5%, and that was max yields for the year in the 10-year note. Once the market realized that, no, this cooler inflationary data is coming in, we're in a better spot than we have heard from the Fed, what happened to the 10-year note? It dropped 60 basis points. So to your point, I think the bond leadership, bringing the 10-year back down to 4.42 where it was last week, that has allowed equities to heal from a pretty couple rough months in September, October, and um, August as well. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Jim Uriel, what is the outlook here? I mean, let's uh, get right down to it. So I think that this quarter four is going to be great. I think there's a lot of people who feel wealthy. A lot of union contracts have been negotiated. And a lot of people, alas, are on. I think there's going to be a massive hangover in Q1. And it's not just me saying it, too. The market still says the Fed is going to begin its eases by late spring, early summer, and by the end of 2024 have eased by 75 base points. You mentioned the yield curve. Being right now, two sources, tens is about negative 40, let's call it. And I have a steepener trade on because my thesis is that as soon as the Fed starts to realize that things are declining, and they are, small business optimism, lowest since 2013, that's below the depth of the pandemic. You know, and, and credit card debt, $1 trillion, and the upward slope of that since April 2021 is what's really alarming to me. And I think there's a lot of bills that are coming due. In the first, and I even not even mentioned commercial real estate, which I think is one of the biggest risks. And at that point in time, I think the Fed will lower rates on the short end. I think the government is too silly to stop issuing huge amounts of debt and will push bond prices yields up in the long end. And that's why I think the curve will steepen. And historically, the curve starts to steepen right when we're ab- when the recession is about to begin. So that's what I believe we'll have to do. And the stocks, the fact that it's all wonderful that they've done great over the last few weeks. They're still in a massive range. That where the top was put in right around when the hiking cycle began, they still have to compete against higher rates. There's no such thing as money on the sideline anymore because money on the sideline is earning 5%. So I don't love the outlook of, uh, of stocks, but I don't think it's terrible either. How about bonds, Jim? Run me down bonds. So that's why, I'm, that's why I'm short the long end because I just think every the last two 30-year auctions have been sloppy as heck, and these are the first auctions that the, the Fed hasn't been involved in in 15 years. So the market's saying to us, 
you're issuing too much debt. So I think uh, in the in the medium term, the government is going to do something stupid, sell too many bonds, issue too many debt, uh, issue too much debt, and it's going to drive up rates on the long end. So I'm not. I'm, I'm not interested in holding long end bonds. I am interested in, in rolling ladders between three months and two years just to keep my you know the money on the sidelines making money. I think that's a beautiful place we're in. Jeff Kilberg, bonds. Yeah, I think bonds. Are, Jimmy is actually right. I believe uh, you know, you're going to see the curve state. <laughs> yeah, sure enough. But what's fascinating to me is that you know the market is dictating the long end of the curve. I know Fed Chairman Paul was happy that his you know pounding of the microphone talking about raising rates was allowing the market to do the job for him when we saw the 10-year go about 5%. But I think the 10-year note will be tethered to 4.5% or even move lower here as we talk about these potential interest rate cuts in 2024. But we're going into a presidential election year. I don't think we're going to see the market move lower. I know we're in a post-midterm election year, which has historically always been better. We talked about that six months ago when I was cautiously optimistic. But I think as we head into Q1, the consumer is still strong. Rates are moving lower. I think this really has the ability to move the markets higher because the one thing no investors expected this market to move is up 15 20%. And if I look right now, year to date, you know, where are we at? The market's up 18%. So it's kind of a remarkable year, and I don't see the momentum fading going into Q4 or even Q1 of next year. You know what's important, fellas? Um, the dog that didn't bark. So you've got a Mideast war, and oil prices have gone, wait for it, down. That is very rare. Uh, mm -hmm. crude, crude oil went up a smidge this week, but you got... West Texas, $76.75. Brent crude, $80.58. Those things were cruising towards 100 a couple of months ago, and they've gone south. And by the by, gasoline prices have gone south. Now, that's welcome deflation, I would say. That's been a contributor to this stock market rally. Yep. There's no question, and I, you know, that's the one thing I got really wrong last time we talked a month ago. Is I thought crude was going higher, and I still think it is. And I think you know the statistics have come out uh, that the the glo global recession is starting to creep into the vernacular, and I think there's a supply thing too. One thing that that is people don't realize, like people who say like, oh, this energy policy right now is fine. We're pumping so much oil, and the the pumping of the oil right now is reflecting energy policies that were put in five or six years ago. That's how long it takes to get these projects to fruition. And the fact that we're not increasing projects now, the fact that Mike Worth said, you know, we'd never build another uh, refinery in this country due to regulatory hurdles, um, those things scare the heck out of me for oil over the next three-year period. But to your point, yeah, I got that one wrong. I got a couple as of long as you're talking about being scared, Jimmy, I think what's interesting is what our relationship with China is happening right now. And that China supply slash demand is really affecting crude oil. And I think as we've continued to wait for China to reopen post-COVID from all their zero tolerance policies, that's been really opaque and really hard to measure as a professional investor, yeah. is when do we see China come back online? So that's the wild card, Larry. I don't know if tensions continue to ratchet up with the Biden administration. I don't know if we see some resolution or more demand come out of China, but that's the one thing we're having a hard time really putting our finger on. China's never going to reopen. Why should China reopen? It's a socialist, communist country. It's a state-controlled economy. The free markets of China, of Deng Xiaoping, are gone. They're gone. They're never going to reopen. Never. 
Wait, it's one long historical slump lasting through the end of the century. You can quote me on that. We may not be around. We may not be around to discuss that call. But I'm just telling you, China will never reopen. The other thing, kids, is um, the Saudis don't want Iran slash Hamas to win this war. They're not going to help them. They're not gonna, I don't think the Saudis want higher prices. They'll live with lower prices for now. The OPEC meeting's coming up when it was postponed. Is it this week or next week? I think they're going to be very benign. That's what I think. I think that's... Yeah, I, I, I have a different take on that. I think when oil starts to rally on its own, they could actually tighten the screws. Because I think they still hold a grudge from us selling out the SPR no. for no other reason than just no, for no. politics. No, no. It's about Iran. It's all about Iran. They don't want... Okay. The Gulf states secretly are rooting for Israel. They can't say that, I know, because of uh, the Middle East, but they, they're secretly rooting for Israel. They don't want Iran any more than we want Iran. I, I, mean, I think that's changed, you know, from prior Mideast conflicts. Anyway, I think it's had a very benign influence on stocks and bonds, the fact that oil and gasoline prices have come south, it's helped the CPI come south. That's just interesting, just a speculation here in Thanksgiving like weekend. It. Jeff Kilberg is the CEO of KKM Financial. And Jim Uriel, wait, wait, before we break, restaurants, give me TJM Institutional Services, but that's only part of the story. How are the Uriel restaurants doing? I'm so Chicago, glad you, we brought that up. That is, it, it, things have changed quite a bit since mid-October. Um, the same amount of foot traffic, but people are making different decisions. And revenues have one of our first significant revenue falls in you know yeah. 11 years of ownership so yeah. and, and this is we're, we're in a pretty upscale crowd too but i think there are people who are sick of paying higher prices and even with our 20 percent increases over the last year and a half we're still down 10 percent. we're doing fine compared to a lot of other restaurants but i expect a lot of closures in that if we're maybe if we're stop showing your face around the restaurant and that revenue will go back up here yo that's actually a great point you you win that one yeah. the guys of the guys a great bartender i'm just telling you here's another thought deflationary recession on the horizon deflationary recession we had inflationary recession in the first half of 2022 we may have deflationary recession in 2024 i gotta take a break they're screaming at me jim urio tjm institutional services jeff kilberg kkm financial i'm kudlow we'll be right back this is the larry kudlow show Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking stocks and everything else in the world with Jim Urio, Director of TJM Institutional Services, and Jeff Kilberg, CEO of KKM Financial. Um, Jim Urio, what's the outlook for commodities right now? See, I, I like it, and particularly ones like gold. Um, I'm still quite long gold. And I think my ultimate base case thesis is that what I said before about the government issuing too many bonds, I think there's a point in the next six months where the market realizes that our auctions might not work unless the Fed at some point in time stops quantitative tightening or, either, or God forbid, reinstitutes quantitative easing. And then I think commodities will really scream because I think the dollar will get damaged. But right now, I'm, uh, I, I like the outlook, particularly the ones that, uh, as Dennis Carman used to say, hurt when you drop on your foot, uh, things like gold and silver. Really, though, gold, 
gold hasn't rallied since 1980, has it? Or was I sleeping? Did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not investing in it since 1980. I'm just I mean, the, 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 hey, <laughs> the heyday of gold was the 70s. Don't you think? I mean, honestly, Jeff Kilberg, I'll go to you on this. I, I need some objectivity. I mean, really, the heyday of gold was after we broke the Bretton Woods gold dollar exchange standard and gold soared, oil soared, all commodities soared. Um, since that time, I don't know, I'd rather own stocks. You're not wrong, Larry. You're not wrong. We have seen gold move higher. It's been a function of the dollar. But I think what also has been really interesting is the way copper is traded. When we look at Dr. Copper to kind of be the bellwether to get his better understanding of the global macro picture, it's interesting. Copper is moving back above 380. I know it's a far way away from where it was, you know, a year ago, call it, you know, January 2022 when it was up about four and a half dollars. But I think commodities are really interesting right now as long as we see the U.S. dollar stay where it's at. Now, if the U.S. dollar strengthens, to Jimmy's point, if the Fed rhetoric or talks about, you know, the long end of the curve moving higher, that may change the narrative in commodities. But I think right now it's, it's a fascinating move with gold above 2,000, silver kind of being the laggard. You know, if you remember when gold kind of Going back 10 years, when gold popped above 1950, silver was up at $37. So you're seeing mm. silver really being the laggard. So if you're looking for a mean reversion, maybe silver is the, the commodity to own, the, the precious metal. Oh, don't let him play us out. I got more to add to that. Are we gone? <laughs> no, you're still around, but Bunker Hunt is gone. He's gone. Okay. He, that was the last Copper. great silver play. Bunky Hunt. Copper held in, even though China is opaque and we don't can't figure out what's Jim going on. Jim Urio like and Jeff Kilberg, the best of the best, two old friends. Thank you, gentlemen. Folks, up next, we're going to do some money in politics with John McIntyre of Real Clear Politics and Steve Moore. More money after this show, by the way, on most of these same stations. I'm Cudlow. Stick around. Lots more entertainment to come. <laughs> It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B &B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.